the Lord of heaven and earth explained to his followers then, and to us his followers now, that all Gentiles would know that we belong to him by our love for each other. That can be observed by unbelievers in both our actions and our words. And he also tells us throughout Scripture that it is the heart that he is most concerned with. Why? Because we can deceive with our lips, in the vein of Matthew 15:8, but it is within the human heart that our true motives are found. So, in the following two verses, we are instructed, politely commanded, to gather, approach and communicate with each other in almost identical manners. Ephesians 5:19 tells us we should be addressing one another in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. And Colossians 3:16 says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. I am not a good singer and I used to keep kind of quiet in church during worship until I heard on more than one occasion in my heart that I should open my mouth. You can think good thoughts and you can have evil thoughts but it is the expression that counts. If I am worshipful within, how can I keep silent? And it is no coincidence that our true commitment to our Lord and Savior is known to all in the same way. Romans 10 9-10 is succinct, because, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. So, what exactly is this saying? What does it mean? What are we supposed to do? Well, in my studying, to address means to talk, proclaim, say, speak, utter, whisper, state, tell, and a sound, use the tongue for speech, use words to declare one's mind and disclose one's thoughts and speak forth, as in God's Word. What is a psalm? Interestingly, it is like the striking of a musical instrument, striking the chords of a musical instrument, not discordant clamor and noise, a pious song. What is a hymn and how is it different from a psalm? It is something we use to celebrate, it is a song of praise to our God. What is a spiritual song? It relates to the human spirit, rational soul, serving God as his instrument or organ, higher than man but inferior to God, one who is filled with and governed by the Spirit of God, pertaining to the wind or breath, to breathe or blow. How should I understand what melody means? Literally, it means, in Hebrew, to rub, pull, twitch, twang, play, sing and cause to vibrate. If we put all this together, we can infer that. We should communicate to each other as believers through the harmonious and pleasing sounds which emanate from a pure heart that are expressed as, and result in, aromatic and unifying words overflowing from a heart abounding in Christian, godly love. Wow! That's a descriptive and power-packed definition and a tall order to carry out if I ever heard one. A lot of expectancy in these words. It's what we're supposed to do but, as usual, we've got to have grace to do it. We've got to have the spirit that is in us to fill us up to the brims of our souls. We can't muster that up. It can't be manufactured. But what is impossible with men is possible with God, amen. We simply need to ask, have faith knowing He will answer because it is His will, surrender anything fleshly and carnal to Him, and swim in that living water. The mention in Ephesians of the word melody is to convey the idea of something that is pleasing to one another but especially to the Lord of hosts, Almighty God. A secular definition of melody is a sequence of single notes that is musically satisfying. And musically satisfying sequences of notes collectively pleasing, satisfying. Collectively, this does not mean individually, how can you address one another if you are not gathered together? Many passages in Scripture talk about things that are pleasing to the Lord and how they are a sweet aroma to Him. So, He also knows how certain things, spiritual, not earthly, are pleasing to us as well, as we have been transformed and regenerated in our new creations. We are in Christ now and what pleases Him should please us. 
My wife has often related to me how she hears the birds singing to God the Father and to each other when they are chirping in a way that sounds nice, sweet and pleasing to the ear and to the heart. And, when they do this, they are communicating to each other. This is an example of how the Lord wants us to speak to, and communicate with, each other. In psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, with thanksgiving and in unity. So, while we may not think we can sing well or may not feel like singing, we need to do it. We are instructed by God, in His Word, to do it. Why? Because it is pleasing and satisfying to the ear and to the heart, both ours and our Father's. It also definitely helps to change our focus from the earthly to the heavenly. This is wonderful and gives us the ability to carry out the words in Colossians 3 1-3 which tell us, If then you've been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Colossians 3 5 says, Put to death therefore what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Matthew 6 19-21 urges us, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where is your treasure? Heaven above or earth below. Christ Jesus or the world slash Satan? Ephesians 4:31 exhorts us, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with malice towards one another. 1 Peter 2 1 charges us, So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander towards one another. And, finally, Ephesians 4:32 politely commands us to be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. This is the essence of how we are to address each other, both in word and in deed. We should be anticipating our Lord Jesus' return with groanings. Not focusing on earthly things, whether treasures or trials, living holy lives that please the Lord and help us to prepare for that imminent day, by addressing one another together in psalms, hymns and spiritual songs that lift our minds and hearts and senses to our heavenly home, toward one another, and, first and foremost, to the preeminent One, our Lord, Master, and King, Jesus the Christ blessings in the spiritual realm and the kingdom of the living God.